If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Coughlin. Pleased to say that I'm back after an exciting uh, week in San Diego at the American Nutrition uh, Association Annual Summit, uh, where the theme was the relationship between diet and nutrition and mental health, mm. mm-hmm. which was just a really fascinating kind of a drinking from a fire hose experience. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, I wrote about it in this week's uh, newsletter, which presumably mm-hmm. uh, many of you get. So you'll see about uh, see that. And also, I, I line up a, a bunch of guests who will speak to that issue. And I think it's really important because we're having clearly a mental health crisis even before oh, yeah. COVID. The incidence of anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders, autism, mm-hmm. attention deficit disorder, dementia, yeah. bipolar, the other end of this, you know, bipolar, all these new diagnoses, uh, and. Uh, this is um, this is a huge problem, and I think it. I mean, it has to do with societal factors. I mean, we, our societal values are in tatters, yes. and our social media is driving us nuts. Yeah, and we're spending more time with screen time, not exercising as much. But also, I think our diets are increasingly abysmal. There's more treachery. Hmm? There's more treachery, and and some said, you know, there's actually some of the speakers spoke to the issue of. What does a poor diet do to the brain? And what it does is it increases inflammation. And inflammation has been associated with impulsiveness. And if, if, if nothing else, we're seeing a, a, a pandemic of impulsiveness, whether yeah. it be uh, street violence uh, or whether we see it lack of uh, etiquette and yes. lack of restraint and you know, thoughtful dialogue. Uh, there, it certainly is happening in America. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, it's really you'll, you'll read about uh, some of the dramatic studies which yeah. highlight the impact of diet on mood. Mm-hmm. And the week before, I wrote about exercise and anxiety, which I find a yeah. personal yeah. Uh, bulwark of my emotional well-being. And mm-hmm. I think more people should access it because yes. that's important. Uh, kudos to you on your uh, two-part series on drug-nutrient interactions. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, that was a very important area. Yeah, people don't realize that the medications they're taking could be causing all kinds of things. So 
first place to look is for nutrient deficiencies. Right. Do you suffer from fatigue? Are you f- forgetful? Maybe it's as simple as a B12 deficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's not another prescription you need from your doctor for your yeah. possible dementia. Maybe it's not anything of the sort. I mean... But well, we, we saw an example yeah. of that this morning because we saw a patient who suffers from uh, fatigue and uh, depression, anxiety to some extent, yeah. and uh, fibromyalgia. And so uh, she has two risk factors for, at least two, uh, for nutrient depletion. Uh, I believe she's also on uh, psychiatric medication, which can deplete B vitamins. Yes. As you know, B6 in particular, mm-hmm. but uh, many of the B vitamins. She's mm-hmm. also on a, a proton pump inhibitor. She's on yeah, meprazole, which yeah. blocks absorption of nutrients. Yes. And she also uh, has had a gastric sleeve uh, uh, surgery for, yes. you know, the... Uh, for weight loss. For weight loss, right. yeah. Right. Uh, so that can compromise yeah. absorption. She has an iron uh, ferritin of eight, yeah. which is very low. And how can you have a good mental outlook when your brain exactly. is starved for iron? And it's not the first time we've seen poor iron levels in people who have had bariatric surgery. Oh, it's to classic. This extent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, bariatric surgery was radical 20 mm-hmm. years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, but not so anymore. Now it's, it's even prevalent. becoming standard practice for like the overweight teenager. Wow, mm-hmm. they're yeah. still growing. Well, what they've done is they basically said that, and this is unfortunately the experience of the majority of people, is that uh, they diet and they can't lose weight. Yeah. And so they figure, well, let's 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 just skip over that step, which we know doesn't work. You and I know it works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, another it's patient of ours today, he lost like thirty nine pounds. He's like, uh, yeah. you know, six foot and you know one sixty now. Uh, blood pressure normalized. Yes. You know, feels great. Exercises every day. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's it's doable. Uh, you know, uh, totally. So doable. that's in the news. Uh, another piece of news is that um, Dr. McCulloch, uh, who is... Peter McCulloch. Peter McCulloch, who mm-hmm. is a, uh outspoken critic of uh, the vaccines. He himself is uh, a board-certified uh, internal medicine, I believe, cardiology, uh, is an outspoken critic and very, very vociferous about the harm mm-hmm. that the vaccines are causing. Uh, and he is somebody of great integrity. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, yeah. Look, agree with him or not, because I mean, there's there may be some nuance about that that may be missed in you mm-hmm. know in a binary argument. You know, vaccines great, vaccines you know horrible. Uh, but uh, what they're doing is they're defrocking him. They're actually withdrawing his board certifications, wow. which is horrible. It's horrible. And you know, it harkens back. You know that expression. Uh, I may not agree with you, but I'll defend to the death. Uh, your right to say it. Yes. And so I looked that up, and that, that it's unclear who originally said that. Some people think it was Voltaire, mm-hmm. uh, but they trace it to uh, the words of an English author named Evelyn Beatrice Hall. And Evelyn could be a man's name, but it could Because be. they used to masquerade, then they had to. Yeah, or they no, no. were going to get published. Or how, how far back are we talking well, about? That, no, 1906. But, okay. But I think it's like Evelyn Waugh was a man. Oh. Uh, this, this, this one has a, a Beatrice as a middle name, so it might have been a woman. Uh, but uh, the, in French, it's, uh, it, it's uh, je, je déteste ce que, ce que vous écrivez, mais je donnerai ma vie pour que vous puissiez continuer à écrire. Mm. Uh, I, you know, disagree. Uh, uh, I, I hate what you write, but I would give my life so that you are able to continue to write. May we? Yeah, may we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, it, I think it's I think it's horrible. I mean, the guy has the board certifications that he, he obtained at great personal sacrifice mm-hmm. and uh, and expense, in fact, and uh, is has never had a medical discipline against yeah. him and has never had uh, you know malpractice suits. Uh, is a competent physician, and they want to strip him of his of his qualifications because he takes a controversial view on vaccines. How, how many how many more people are going to be stripped of their certifications? And by the way, when I interviewed him, it's an interesting interview. Yeah. I said, you know, you have very controversial views on vaccines. He says, no, my view is not controversial. It's the view that vaccines are beneficial is controversial. He yeah. turned it on its head. He kept yeah. insisting, yeah. you know, because... And to think what it would take to now sit on that side to say, no, that's not controversial. But this is controversial. And he's not anti-vaccine. No, 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 He's, he's no. for the vaccines that have demonstrated yeah. efficacy and safety. Anyway, so yeah. you know, that's where we're, we were touching a third rail here by talking about vaccines. I know. Uh, I know. So... Uh, lots more in the news, and mm-hmm. you know, I'll cover it on our weekend show. And uh, I have an exciting uh, interview about the uh, harmful effects of social media coming up this week, so that's going to drop this oh, week. Good. Uh, what do you have in store? What's your next? Uh, my next will be let's see, I just wrote something on the benefits of, of flavanols, cocoa flavanols. Oh, good. So that was something. Per, per there's our, a lot uh, there. Sponsor, Flava Naturals. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot of, uh, on vasculature and so forth. Yeah. There's a lot of documentation there. So it's 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 a good time for chocolate lovers to rejoice. Yeah. It's really something. Yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. Pu- putting a, a scoop of the uh, yeah. uh, Flava Naturals cocoa powder in my yeah. uh, decaf, you know yeah. what? Yeah. Uh, upcoming, I have the uh, the antagonistic uh, uh, mechanism between vitamin C and blood sugar. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Because uh, there were some reports, earlier reports, shown that vitamin C may be a detriment to blood sugar, cardiovascular disease. But, but diabetics I think need more vitamin they C. De- yeah. ne- they de- definitely need, because the high blood sugar is depleting. Yeah. Vitamin C and vitamin C can be nicely antagonistic to well, blood sugar. I, I thought uh, that one of the problems is that taking high dose vitamin C can uh, obscure the results of a finger stick uh, test. Now that might it, be it something. It might have an interfering effect. Okay. And thereby mislead someone about their blood sugar. That that mm. I think has been uh, studied. Okay. Okay. So that That's something it doesn't I mean need that to their look actual at. blood sugar is changing, but the reading may be distorted yes. by the high amounts of vitamin C in right. the blood. I don't know which. I forget which way it is. Whether it's ascorbic acid uh, high or low. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether the test reads the vitamin C as glucose or something like that. Yeah. Or whether yeah. it camouflages high glucose. I forget. Interesting. I'll, we'll look that up. Interesting. Um, okay. So let's get to questions because uh, <clears throat> questions for a week. And we got a little bit of a backlog. So questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Shall we allow our sponsors an opportunity to share a message with us before we begin? Absolutely. Okay, so here goes. Listen up. Reduce stress and sleep better this holiday season with the Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. Their Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit includes CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. The bundle also includes CBD Sleep. 
which aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. Treat yourself or give the gift of peaceful days and tranquil nights to your loved ones. To order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for your Plus CBD Holiday Survival Kit. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. And now, without further ado, let's get to questions. They come to questions at drhoffman.net. What's next? We have a question from Wayne. Good day, dear uh, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I trust all is well with you both. I'm a follower of your practice since Dr. Hoffman's early radio days. Wow. My son has developed a post-COVID UTI, urinary tract infection, and general genital area infection. Hmm. I've read that 10 to 20% of men who got COVID are now being afflicted with this, and it's being called a viral infection. My 46-year-old son is suffering greatly with pain and all the accompanying issues that go with problems in that area of the body in both physical and interpersonal relationships. My question is, are there any therapies to help deal with this big problem? Thank you for your practice and all you have helped with over the years. Well, now, according to uh, you, look yes, to, yes, you want to go ahead and tell. Sure, sure. There, there is a report that coronavirus infects the male genital tract, yeah. and what the results are—they're indicating that the testicular pain, erectile dysfunction, hypogonadism, reduced sperm count quality, and decreased fertility associated with the SARS-CoV-2 infection—they are a direct consequence of infection of cells of the male reproductive tract, and not the indirect mechanisms mm-hmm. such as fever and inflammation. They thought first that it was maybe the fever and inflammation that was causing so these problems. Okay, so in other words, there are two ways to look at it. One is that yeah. the general inflammation caused by COVID could affect the urinary tract. But actually, what they're saying is that a virus can go yeah. to the urinary tract? Yes, that they're uh, saying that it's a direct consequence of infection of cells. Right, right. Uh, and so actually... Yeah. I have an article from 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that a, there's a previous article that said, nah, that's not really happening. And then this article says there's scarce literature regarding genitourinary symptoms in COVID-19. Mm. But we identified recovered COVID-19 patients presenting with new or worsening overactive bladder symptoms known ah. as COVID-19-associated cystitis and even gave it an acronym CAC. Oh, Once boy. Once it gets an acronym, it is a real... It's entity. a real thing, yeah, CAC. it's got a name. Oh Overactive bladder. Overactive bladder. Well, let's see. Let's rule out obvious things like during lockdown, did you suddenly start drinking energy drinks or yeah. over-caffeinating yourself? Yeah. That will absolutely cause an overactive right. bladder. Right. Oh, what else may be going on? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, do we... I mean, do we have an answer for that? Uh, the answer no. is... Well, not according to what I'm reading from here. Right, okay. that there's no answer for it uh, except the mm-hmm. usual ways mm-hmm. that you treat overactive bladder with medications. Yes. And sometimes we find that elimination of certain foods can help that, such as yeah. sugar, such as dairy in children yeah. uh, can, can cause urinary symptoms especially. Uh, but it might be worth the trial of an elimination diet, You know, perhaps a, certainly alcohol, caffeine, yeah. and or... Uh, spicy foods. Spicy foods, very acidic foods. Sometimes mm-hmm. citrus mm-hmm. is problematic. Uh, there's a long list mm-hmm. of foods that can be problematic in yeah. 
in cystitis type uh, or overactive bladder, right. which is different from interstitial cystitis. And I was, you know, before a long drive, you know, I uh, I refrain from drinking even decaf. Because oh yeah, it's a, it's a can be a bladder irritant. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So there you go. That's something. But yeah, and the recommendation according to this is to, you know, look further into it that these people should evaluate their sexual health and fertility to determine if additional therapies could prevent or diminish future problems. That sounds like a... There's more work to... Work. Weak, sort of weak tea. Kind weak of tea. A, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, That's like a sort of a mm. general mm-hmm. statement, like, mm-hmm. we can't do anything about it. We'll do the usual. Yeah. And apparently, according to this, this is the first PET scan probe shown to be able to identify the sites of SARS-CoV-2 infection in a living animal. Wow. Ooh. That's really something. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this so, is in uh, Nature, which is a very high pollutant publication, mm-hmm. this 2022 article that I looked at. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's um, kind of scary that it, it is. can, it has the potential to affect any part of the body. Yeah. That is scary. Wayne, we hope your son feels better soon. A young man, too. Yeah. Only 46. Mm-hmm. Any age, that's still, it's a problem. Well, we've got a, a question from James. Do you recommend NAC and acetylcysteine? Do Just, I recommend NAC? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. And I was dismayed when there was some talk about taking NAC off the uh, supplement. Uh, oh, the yeah, market. but that's turned around. That's turned around, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 they stopped uh, selling it on Amazon in anticipation of it being banned, mm-hmm. but now it's back, and it's been around none of the major holistic suppliers, the, mm-hmm. you know, good companies that we support, uh, pull NAC. Yeah. And it, so it's a precursor to glutathione, and it is, in and of itself, mucolytic. Yes. Out of mucus. It used in conventional medicine, an antidote for Tylenol overdose. Totally. It supports liver function. It supports uh, glutathione production. It's an antioxidant. Uh, I have, I stock NAC at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, in I have I NAC at sick. home. Mm-hmm. I will take NAC if I have a fever or if I, for some reason, have to take Tylenol. Yeah. Uh, do I take it regularly? i got to say I, I don't take it regularly, but I don't have a specific problems I, for NAC to address. But yeah. Maybe I, you know, I could. Yeah. Yeah. I don't take it regularly. I see it there and I say, oh, I should take some NAC or something like that. Definitely if I have a cold or anything like that, mm-hmm. I'll start taking NAC. I think right. it's a good idea. Uh, other use, and by the way, glutathione is the is the like master antioxidant for detoxification. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things that may boost glutathione, not to the extent that NAC does, but vitamin D, making sure you have good enough vitamin right. D levels. Other things so, that selenium is a cofactor. Yeah, for yeah. Peroxidase. Uh, NAC may also be very good for kidney function. Mm-hmm. Those with compromised kidney yes. function. Yes, yes, we which is which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. The other thing that NAC can be good for, speaking of mental health, things like compulsive OCD. Yes. Yeah. I we actually saw a patient recently who has uh, OCD, and, and uh, they mm-hmm. mentioned that they had been prescribed NAC. Yeah. Uh, but that's something to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's something. So, do we recommend NAC? Compulsion, which is a form oh, yeah. of, of uh, OCD. There was a drug way back, it was for restless leg syndrome. Which made people have that. Yeah. And I remember, like today, I had a patient come in, 
Uh-huh. And uh, she said, uh, yeah, I was given that drug. It's called Mirapex. It was given for restless leg syndrome. Yeah. And it's kind of like a Parkinsonian drug, and it increases dopamine. Mm. And dopamine is associated with reward. Mm-hmm. And if you ex- over-rev dopamine, you will accentuate this powerful reinforcement you get with, with reward, mm-hmm. which is the essence of the gambling impulse. Wow. And she said, yeah, I got a settlement for like uh, $250,000 from the drug company. She said, I, I didn't even have to go to court. They just I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I said, well, what ah. form of gambling? Was it, you know, uh, roulette or blackjack? She says, no, I was just using those scratch things. <laughs> I had a scratch-off cards. The scratch-off oh, cards. Oh, my gosh. She, yeah. she went nuts on those things. And they said, we'll pay it. We'll pay wow. it. Wow. It's wow, like, wow, show wow. us your receipts. I, but I'll bet Neuropex is still on the market. It is. Oh, but that's a side effect to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, James, yes, we definitely recommend Knack. All right. Oh, Daniel. Poor Daniel has had a sinus infection. He had sinus surgery a year and a half ago for polyps, drainage. The problem is with sinus surgery, you may damage or devitalize the tissue in the nose, Ah. which renders it more vulnerable to infection. Sinus surgery is very problematic. Okay. Uh, Anyway, go ahead. So, both anaerobic and aerobic bacteria proliferated. Since then, I developed Pseudomonas infection. Which is a really nasty bug. Yeah, which required aerosolized antibiotics and steroids. Which is a, an advanced technique of ENT so that when the tissue is oh. devitalized, taking oral antibiotics, the antibiotics don't reach the site of infection. Yeah. And so you have to directly apply it. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And now, for the last two weeks, I've been suffering from a fungal infection. Which is the consequence of taking too many antibiotics. Oh, and Dr. Hoffman, and the doctors told me that the polyps are now trying to regrow. They do, and when they're so inflamed, they regrow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So he put me on an antifungal and a six-day dosage of steroids. Steroids, he's steroids against... Steroids shrink the polyps. Yeah. yeah, but he's against long-term use of it. Sure, got to you know that because then you get all kinds of yeah. steroids. And, and then the other suggestion was a possible biologic, but he's scared to death of biologics. Yeah, what do is, you recommend? There is a new biologic, which is... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll find it. I think yeah. it's called with a but D. It, but in the meantime, he's been using spry nasal spray. Mm-hmm. He's taking quercetin. 500 milligrams three times a day. He's taking bromelain. So uh, these are the things he's taking. He also takes, in addition, Saccharomyces called, if he uh, needs It's it. called Duplumab. Dupilumab. Dupilumab. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it may be a last resort kind of thing. Wow. For, very, for allergy conditions. So what if the polyps grow back? What, why can't the polyps just live there? Dupilumab or Dupixent, mm-hmm. which is advertised on TV. Oh, I've seen that. I just saw uh, that ad last night. It's used for uh, chronic polyposis. And I guess that's an option for a guy who's like so far down the line on this. But yes, bromelain. Yes, proteolytic enzymes like uh, yeah. Wolbenzyme, mm-hmm. which contains bromelain. Mm-hmm. Um, he's using quercetin. He's using spry. He's using spry nasal spray, which has the effect of breaking up some of the biofilms. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that can help with that. You know, maybe maybe high a neti dose pot, oregano, oregacillin. Yeah. So you know, brand name of a product that's high dose oregano that maybe gets some okay. of the systemic circulation. Iodine, uh, not Ooh, necessarily iodine, but uh, oral iodine at little high doses. Yeah, can sometimes uh, have an anti-infective effect. Yeah. 
What about a neti pot? Is well, that something? Neti pot it could be dangerous because it could push infection. Putting for, yeah. stuff back in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's you can also get uh, uh, xylitol from this company. Uh, uh, clear. Actually, yeah, clear. Mm-hmm. She, uh, he must be using not spry, but he's using clear nasal spray. Yeah, right. He's using cr- yeah. Excellent yeah. AR. Mm-hmm. That's excellent for you know ordinary run of the mill chronic sinusitis, but this is like the sinusitis from hell, and it's also iatrogenic to some extent. It's like the surgery and the overuse of, en- of medications have compounded the problem. Yeah, and because you have a nasal flora that's a natural nasal flora, mm-hmm. and when you screw it up with over reliance on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. You get overgrowth of really nasty species like Pseudomonas and mm-hmm. fungal species. So wow. it's it's like very it's a very vicious cycle. And I wish there was some safe nasal um, probiotics to put good bacteria back in so yeah. that they combat the bad bacteria. But I'm not yeah. sure. I guess people are pioneering that, but I'm, I'm not yeah. sure it's a great idea to snarf up some, you know, Doctor Ahira's up your nose. You know, right? <laughs> I'm going to sniff some. White powder probiotic right now. <laughs> Get your you know hundred dollar bill and like you know in a mirror. Yes. <laughs> Break up that. Yeah, with a razor blade. That powder probiotic. Break okay. it up with a razor blade, like in the movies. Right. Oh, Daniel, we hope you feel better soon. I wonder, yeah, maybe for drainage you need yeah, help, right? It's also otherwise you're chronically taking a decongestant. Where N-acetylcysteine might be helpful, NAC. Mm. You know, because it is uh, mucolytic and anti-inflammatory, even intravenous vitamin C or mm. intravenous uh, glutathione, mm-hmm. maybe, you mm-hmm. know, as a way to, uh, you know, boost the yeah. healing. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if there was a natural way to reduce polyps, but who knows, would that be an inflammation I, thing? I've had a lot of polyp patients who've been very successful with diet change. Mm. And I remember, you know, one in particular is a, is a kid who came to me, and he was like 20 years old. And he was very earnest. And uh, he said, what can I do? Because he's, I, he said, I've had to have polyp surgery uh, seven times. Nasal? Nasal polyp. Sinal? Nasal yeah. polyp. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, you could try a, a wheat and dairy-free diet. You know, and I put him on sort of like a paleo diet. And he came yeah. back. And I said, how are you doing? He says, great. I said, well, I must commend, commend you because, you know, as a young person, it must be very hard to stick to such a restricted diet from a social standpoint. And he said, Dr. Ahmed, if you had had seven sinus surgeries, you would stick to the diet too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. He so was, he got better. You know, and so he, he broke the vicious cycle. Of polyps. Yeah. Because you know, right. it was a diet component to yeah. it as well. And one has to look, I mean, we can go on and on, but one has to look at the environment. If, if there's a mold exposure. Oh, home, yeah. You know, you've got to be very careful. That would be a big deal. Know, because that can trigger uh, inflammatory stuff. But this is actually beyond outside causes. This is already has a self-sustaining momentum. It's it's so chronic in mm-hmm. the tissue, deep in the tissue now, that it's you know whether you get exposed to a cat or a dog or whether you have a you know a you know, glass of milk, it's that's that it's, it's trivial compared to the amount yeah. of self-sustaining inflammation that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, let us pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. Uh, that was a good intro. And questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Mm-hmm. When we return, what are we going to take up? Oh, I'm taking a statin and now I've got calf muscle cramps. Ooh, surprise, surprise. Mm. Okay. When we return, statin side effects. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutant because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla.
and we'll be right back with more. 